The Westerville Poetry Group meets the third Tuesday of the month between 7 and 8.30 in the conference room on the first floor of the library. If you want to stimulate your intellect or enhance your emotional health and well-being, poetry has many benefits to offer. During these uncertain times, poetry enables the self-expression and exploration of one's emotions. Poetry also serves as a safe space to release, examine, and understand our feelings. Listen to the poetry of attendees as they read selections of their poems. Hi, my name is Betty Bleen. The poem I'm going to read is titled Dancing in the Moonlight. Sitting by the window in the pale moonlight, I rocked your newborn baby as you prepared to go out with a friend. For you had the desire, the need to dance. Barely over the birth process, you looked radiant as you entered the room, wearing that little black dress that I know you swore you would never fit in again. The music was playing and you picked up your baby and danced with her swaying to the music and twirling her around the room. And I swear, I was never as proud of you as I was just then. Fondly, I recalled how once upon a time, this child's mother was that little girl of mine. Then wiping the tears out of my eyes, bidding the past adieu, inspired by you, I got up. And I danced, too. Thank you. Hi, my name is Betty Blaine. The poem I'm going to read is titled, In the Photo. In the photo, my mother is beautiful. Though it is in black and white, I picture her cheeks rosy as pink chablis. Her hair cascades thick and wavy to meet the soft slant of her shoulders, covered demurely in a dark dress, I imagine, a shade of red. She is smiling coyly for the camera, as if she is a keeper of some secret, about to spring a surprise. The couch she sits on is splattered with clusters of tiny white blossoms. Behind her, the wallpaper is enmeshed in huge leaves pointing skyward. Between each two leaves is a single flower. The floor linoleum is a characteristic 1950s pattern of multicolored incised diagonal stripes. In the photo, my mother is a constant. In surroundings, I can only describe as busy, and so she has been for most of her life. The photo was taken after mine and my older sister's birth before those of our siblings, before school days, dating, marriages, children, divorces, grandchildren, and all forms of crises imagined or real, which have transformed her once vibrant brown hair to gray, strand by strand. Long before wrinkles claimed her face, arthritis wreaked havoc on her joints, Osteoporosis settled in her bones. In the photo, my mother is beautiful. She is poor but happy. 
innocent and trusting, hinging on a promise, glimmering with love. Thank you. Hi, my name is Betty Blaine. The poem I'm going to read is titled, Threading the Needle. Mom works the pedal of the singer, driving the needle through crisp rose-colored taffeta. As she sews, we make small talk, she smiling at her pesky, chatty Kathy, while I, with deepest intention, thread myself into the eye of her life. Thank you. Hello, I'm Douglas Montgomery. Together or alone in social distancing. Be soothed and believe this. You are not lost in a crowd, not free in the open space of a lake. Wherever you are, always remember it is your place, your time to enjoy it. And do not think that you are missing anything, because in each we are as whole. The fabric of the world is not a single thread, not one color, not one place, not one drop, and not one time. We are knit with it. As one word, no matter its definition, is not alone in an endless story. If a mustard seed is insignificant, then the meal is too. An ocean cannot be an ocean without the droplet. Without the many blooms, a garden is weeds. Without kinds of fruit, a forest is just trees. Without everything, there is nothing. So it is all beautiful, and beautiful is the everything of it. Every seed is a loaf. Every star is a universe. Every grain of sand is a beach. Together we are creation. No one is alone. Thank you. Hello, I'm Douglas Montgomery. The Cicada's Dream. At the edge of the wood, a lily sleeps. By the field drenched in the May moon. In the ground, the cicada is restless. From seventeen years a dreamin'. Such dreams as such creatures can. An embryo the world has forgotten. From worm to timbalist with fishnet wings. Without a care of what has gone on above it. He only knows he has conjured a song. He must find a tree to sing it from. Thank you for listening. Hello, I'm Douglas Montgomery. My bike. My old three-speed rests rusting in the shed. It replaced my old hand-painted yellow balloony that rusted there before it. It calls to me. Hey, kid, you never forget how. It just needs some air, like me. I should take it out and ride before I remember how to die 
rusting here inside. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Douglas Montgomery. Shanti Girl. Oh, Shanti Girl, the lutes and violins are playing across fields and streams throughout the land. My song is yours, and all the notes are fading. Twas you I've loved, and now you have gone. Please come back and shine upon my garden, because my heart is aching and I'm so low. Let's relight the candle that stopped burning. Oh, Shanti girl, oh, Shanti girl, I miss you so. But if you stay till all the stars stop burning, if we shall live and love the way we've done, I'll write a thousand love poems and sing them to make a dream for us to slumber on. But if the sky turns dark and rain to dust, let us kiss and say we once were merry, that our love was soft while it did last, so my loneliness may sweeter, warmer be. From rhyme to rhyme, the pages you gave me, or them I bend and know I have loved someone. I shall dwell in faith that once you loved me from spring to spring, so many years though gone. O Shanti girl, the memories echo in twilight of song and drink we shared till midnight hours. The verses rang and told of our love light to strangers on the sands of distant shores. Thank you for listening. My name is Linda Fuchs. This poem is called Man Versus Nature. We relish the things we make. We build, 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 gather, 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 make more, more, more. We crowd out nature's offspring, force them to move away from their homes. We kill their sources of food and shelter. We prevent them from flourishing as they did in the past. We turn a blind eye to the natural, the beauty from which we sprang, ignore our dependence on them to continue the circle of life. How long can we do, do, do until we die, die, die? My name is Linda Fuchs. This poem is called Second Chances. White kitty with marmalade splotches hesitantly walked past my sliding glass door like the last steps of a death row inmate. Fur, dull and unkempt, leaden eyes, drooping head, rib cage pronounced. Too feral to be caught, vet assistance prohibited. I leave out food and water, sometimes a little catnip for comfort. She waits until I close the door and move out of sight then cautiously approaches. Every day we do that dance. Each week she gains strength. I catch her grooming herself. 
She begins to walk more confidently. Her eyes sparkle. She takes a stalking posture when a bird alights on the fence. This morning, she caught my eye and stared as if to thank me for her second chance. My tired heart is gladdened by the thought that I can make a hopeful difference in my, a small way. My name is Linda Fuchs. This poem is called Now. I awake each morning feeling broken down, lonely, and useless. I roll over and hide under my pillows. Cowering in my bed, I tremble when I think of putting myself out there, interacting with others, pretending I'm okay. A friend once told me, now never comes again. Do not waste the gift of life. I try to step back from fear, look at what my life can be. Every day I must choose to take the long view and not allow these emotions to control me. Baby Steps Spring by Daria Johansson Pulling flowers from the ground, pushing smiles, creating a stage, allowing dust to dance within your rays. You laid warmth onto skin, dear spring. You let things live again. The most gorgeous of sunsets and long nights spent with friends. You seemed to hold everything. I could have sworn the stars dangled from strings in your hands. And then I realized, from your rays, how similar freckles are to constellations. And, dear spring, each moment with you was an eternity to me. Hello, my name is Joan Moose, and my poem is called The Captain. I am but one grain of sand upon the shores of all the seas. I am but one star in the vast aura of the sky. I am just one being of the billions who have ever inhabited planet Earth. Just one person, I but in my own little world as I live every day, I am significant, master of all that I do or say. I chart my course, I steer my ship, I lose or find my way. And the route that I choose will help decide the outcome of my life. Will the seas I sail be turbulent, rough and filled with strife? Or will the seas be peaceful, the waters calm and ebb, Will my life be filled with happiness, avoid the deep, dark web? I am the captain of my ship. I see my work before me. I must be strong to face each challenge in guise of calm or stormy. I am the captain of my ship. I'll do the best I can to keep the course I've chosen to fulfill my master plan. And should my ship stray from its course, should the rudder bend and break, I'll pray for the strength to accept or change the course I must now take. Our lives can lead us down many paths. They're there for us to choose. And the choices we make can determine if we will win or lose. 
We all have failures in our lives. They're there for us to learn. They strengthen us. They teach us that in life we must earn our right to happiness. We must the effort make. It's up to us to set our course. Life's not a piece of cake. I am the captain of my ship. I'll do the best I can to keep the course I've chosen to fulfill my master plan. Hello, my name is Joan Moose, and the poem I'm going to read for you today is called The Pitcher, Thoughts of a Young Boy. I watched the pitcher throw the ball, precise and on its mark, and the batter swung the bat so hard to whack that ball right from the park. But the ball curved low, the batter fanned, the catcher felt the chill. The pitcher stood with his back erect. I can feel his aura still. I could feel his strength, his might, his power as he stood on the mound in that final hour. And in my days, I heard the crowd on their feet and cheering loud. Then, as I watched the pitcher stand so straight and strong and tall, I imagined what it would be like to wind up and throw the ball. In that moment, I felt the glory, and in my mind could clearly see. I knew someday there'd be another pitcher, and that pitcher would be me. Hello, my name is Joan Mose. And the name of the poem that I'll be reading is You Can Go Back from my book to Soar. I sit on the side of the hill, looking over the valley below. The backdrop, the mountains, form the horizon of this land that I love so. Just to the north, the white spire of a steeple quietly slips up through the trees, and to my right, between the rocks, daisies, and the hum of the honeybees. I stand and stretch and head on up the hill to bring the cows home to milk. My leg is pricked by the thorn of a thistle, but feel its petals as soft as silk. Not far ahead, I pass a small rise. I've been told it's an Indian mound. I'm not sure if it's true, but it makes me feel strange just to walk near this hallowed ground. Over the crest and across the small swamp, beneath the graceful tall pines, are blackberry bushes with berries so plump they near fill every inch of the vines. And then, in the distance, I see the cows in the shade of the trees lying there peaceful, content, chewing their cuds, not a worry, not a care. One sees me and she's up with a bound, alerting the rest of the herd. They all come running. I can sense their joy. I need speak not one word. They're only too happy to go down to the barn to be relieved of the burden they carry. I can almost hear them call to me, come follow me, please don't tarry. I follow the animals back down the path. It's much easier descending. Past the Pioneer Cemetery on the last knob of the hill, so badly in need of tending. The markers are all broken, decayed and on the ground. 
There's nothing to identify these graves that I have found. I feel a sense of sadness for these persons, whomever they may be, seem to have been forgotten some time back in history. But the feeling is just fleeting. I feel at peace and all is still. How wonderful to be laid to rest in this beautiful place on the hill. And every time I pass it now, I'll say a little prayer. I hope they know they're not forgotten. At least I know I care. I can't tarry too much longer, for the cows are way ahead. They're down at the bottom of the mountains and crossing the creek bed. In through the barn door and right to their stanchions, they know just where to go. They've been my companions to my favorite places, little Ellie and Pam and Joe. Have you ever been told that you can't go back? It will never be the same. Well, perhaps that's true, unless you do as I and play this little game. Just close your eyes and think of a place that fills your heart with joy. Then go back in time and picture it, a place, a friend, a boy. It's amazing how small details become so vivid and, I find, if you just close your eyes and concentrate, you can go back in your mind.